We'll take a deep dive into politics from the outside in with Dr. Candace Taylor on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope to subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. You can find the video version at Radio Influence, Rumble, and YouTube. And please, if you go to YouTube, please subscribe, leave comments, and give it a like click. Let us know how you feel about the show. You know, most people who are politicians, they've been at it for a long time. They're on the inside, so their point of view is from the inside out. You're about to hear from somebody who's not a lifelong politician, somebody that just got into the game recently from the outside in. And her view is very, very different. Ready to find out about it? Well, let's get into it. She's a South Georgia native, a longtime public school educator who ran for governor there in 2022. People may not have known who she was then, but they sure know who she is now. She's got a show on the Stu Peters Network entitled appropriately, Jesus, Guns and Babies. I am happy to bring back to the show, Dr. Candace Taylor. How are you, my friend? Hi, Gary, I'm great, how are you? I am doing about as well as I can under the political climate, and it's only God that's keeping me in that peace, that peace that surpasses understanding. He talks about because everything around us is in total chaos and your state in particular, the whole lot going on. But before we get to that, let's get to you. Your longtime public school educator, what possessed you? And we've talked about this many times just to let the people know on and off camera. What possessed you to decide to run for governor and to be, as we call it, an outsider that decided to try and get on the inside in 2022. Well, a lot of things led up to that time, but Dr. Ben Carson spoke when I got my PhD and he just encouraged people to get involved and not just to, you know, accept what was going on that, you know, normal people needed to run for office. And, and so I saw a lot of things happening that I was very concerned about, like political correctness and, and not being able to say the truth and people getting offended. And so we're being silenced and then the national debt which has proven to be true now with inflation through the roof. And so I really you know, prayed about it and I thought, I can't complain if I'm not willing to do something about it and I'm not willing to run myself. And I had a couple of dreams where I really thought the Lord was speaking to me about running for, for office. And so I decided that, you know, the governor's style, um, his, his area of expertise in Georgia is 80% education. That's how, that's, that's the budget, 80%. And so I know education. I've been doing it for over two decades. And I thought I can go in there and I can make some changes for the good. And, and education is the primary, you know, responsibility of the states. I think the national government gets involved way too much in education. And so I, I know that I have that area locked down and, and they'd spend way more time dealing and willing and dealing with Davos and, and New World Order and globalists and that kind of thing and bringing electronic vehicle plants into Georgia. We have three now, a new one just coming. The governor just got back from Davos again. 
And so we also have a monkey farm that's going to be a plant a breeding facility that's going to be built in Bainbridge, Georgia. And none of the mainstream media is talking about it. It's a $400 million facility. Just came out in the news in South Carolina and in Tallahassee, Florida about a week ago. They're going to have 33,000 monkeys. And so my first thought was COVID and China and that they said the monkeys are the ones that, that had they would process the COVID through and it got out to the people. So I don't know what's going on in Georgia, but I thought, I don't know if we're in a zoo or a circus, but something, right? So I just decided to get involved and, and, and I have gotten very involved. In fact, I'm first district chair of the Georgia Republican Party. I'm over 15 counties and I'm on the executive board there. And I have my show and I have a great grassroots army that link arms with me and they push back every single day on our elected officials, making them, making sure they hold the line. Well, I remember when you were running and we saw the type of traction you were getting. And I noticed that as you started going on like shows, like you went on with my friends, Donna Fiducia and Don Nguyen, and you know, you, you came down to Rock the Red, where that's where I met you. And, uh, the, you know, you started getting traction around the state and uh, you would have thought like the Abe Lincoln type thing that people would have gone, hey, a grassroots person from the neighborhood running, you know, no political ties, hasn't been bought. Let's hear what she has to say. But uh, unfortunately, it, it, it wasn't all uh, peaches and cream that they would say, right? Well, and, you know, and the voting is so messed up in Georgia. We're the only state that uses touchscreen ballots. We don't actually code like hand mark our ballots. We touch screen them and they print. And so you can't see voter intent and it's all computerized. And so we have a lot of issues with the voting system. And we know that a lot of the votes were, were very misconstrued. I actually did affidavits all over the state and I had more affidavits and precincts all over the state than more than I had votes on the on the books. And so it makes no sense whatsoever. People are saying and taking the time to go complete an affidavit that I voted for you. And then you had no votes in that precinct or one or two votes in that precinct. And you have more affidavits. It just doesn't make sense. So a lot of issues, a lot of legislation we're working on now trying to get this fixed before this year's election in 2024. And, and just making sure that Georgia is, is shows that we're red because we are. We're, we're very red. You don't have all the top seats in Georgia, the governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, all Republicans, the majority of the House, the majority of the Senate's Republican. And then we have two U.S. senators that are Democrats. It just doesn't make any sense. It, it is not logical. And so we have to get the voting secure and legal. And, and, um, and that's our number one concern, our number one push here. If we don't do that, they're going to cheat again. I know what you mean, because I had Herschel Walker on the show four days before that Senate runoff. And most people are pretty certain he did not lose to Warnock. But, but, but like, you know, yeah. So how how what do you know that's going on on the ground? And I and I, I have to do this, uh, people. I, I always remember, uh, you know, like James Brown, who was from Georgia. That was my guy growing up. And what he would do, he'd be in the middle of a song. And he knows everybody's waiting for all the big hits. So he just say, well, the hits are coming. The hits are coming. So uh, and he started naming them. So I, I, I know what you want to hear her talk about. I know you want to hear her talk about that soap opera that's going on. And wasn't it funny that they think that they're going to you know, run the kangaroo court on President Trump? And now the very same people, Fanny, Fanny, whatever she wants to call herself, Willis and that whole thing. Now they are the soap opera. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But what about 
the voting. What is going on in Georgia to try and make sure from the top down, and that means even on the school level, because that's where it goes unseen on the school level and the county level, where nobody's really not paying attention like they do the presidential, the House and Senate. Candace, what is going on to try and make sure this does not happen again? Well, the Georgia Speaker of the House just proposed legislation to get rid of the QR code, which is the big, big thing. Mm -hmm. We want the QR code gone. You can't read it. It's really unconstitutional because you're supposed to to see your vote. You can't read QR code. So obviously it needs to go away. They can hide. They can flip. They can do whatever in in the votes they want to. So that's one big step. We're also working on legislation that defines what emergency paper ballots are because our legislation in Georgia actually already provides a means of going to paper ballots and hand counting those and just using the scanners with the Dominion machines to scan the votes and get the tally. Then you can reconcile the two. You hand counted the paper, you got the scan tally, does it match? And then that would be, you know, that would be assurance for the people that their vote actually counted. So we're just trying to define emergency paper. Right now, they feel like that emergency paper is not just by choice. We feel like emergency paper should be used because we have no faith in the voting system. The QR codes are on the are on the ballots. We don't trust it. And so that's a cause enough for an emergency, especially with all the discrepancies we found with the Halderman report coming out and it naming all the fraudulent things with Halderman actually coming into the Totenberg hearings like last week and had a poll up a pad and pulled out a pen and he hacked into the Dominion system right there in the courtroom in front of Judge Totenberg. So that's enough for us to say we don't trust this system. We want to use emergency paper. So the legislators are working on some things with that. And so hopefully we are going to be much more secure and we're going to be locked down. But regardless, we have volunteers all over the state. They're watching it like a hawk and and they know so much more. You know, they didn't know we we went and voted, but we didn't know all the all the procedures and steps and law and and everything and now we do and so we're educating people we're getting them in places in key areas they will be watching every single move that's made it will be very difficult for them to cheat like they did before well i'm glad to hear that because i remember when we were down in south carolina there were some people that not only did they stand up to speak like you and you were outstanding as a speaker but dan schultz i think it stopped the steal and you had our joe von hutt and pulitzer both who have been on this uh podcast and just talking about what went on in Arizona and just putting evidence and showing stuff up on the screen. And and this was going on all over. You can't find a judge to take these cases yet. But the, I, I just want to know, are the people starting to catch on? Because you remember in 2022, we were jumping up and down and yelling with the megaphone and trying to tell people what what is going on. But uh, a lot of people just didn't want to listen. Do you think it's getting better now and we're getting more precinct chairpersons and People are really going to keep a hawk eye on what's going on in the polling places. Absolutely. We've even seen a, a radical shift in the GOP. You know, people were not involved. They were not involved in their local party. And we saw a, a huge movement last spring with the Republican Party. And so many of my volunteers went and they became delegates to the convention and they became precinct chairs and they became county chairs and secretaries and treasurers and vice chairs. And, and they're all running for seats and they took over. And so our executive board of the Georgia GOP is primarily conservative, patriot, grassroots 
people that are you know paying taxes and working and they're going and serving in these roles and we took the party back and so that's a huge move when we took the party back we don't just bow down to the politicians they are public servants and we treat them as such and we want to have a good relationship with them and we want them to do their job and to serve the people but if they don't they will be primaried and so you know for me i made a post about primarying them i said you know if you want to primary someone and you have someone in mind i'd love to help you let me know and so i didn't mean everybody needs to be primaried but there are some people who do because they vote democrat more than republican they don't represent the people their constituents cannot get a hold of them they're not accessible and so they do not need to be in that seat as a public servant they're not doing their job and so when i posted that i had like 25 senators reach out to me like are you talking about me i'm like should i be talking about you i mean what's going on right now and so you know i think that there's a shift and a move toward, you know what, we're going to primary school board members, we're going to primary commissioners, and we're going to primary city council members, and every single seat, you're going to represent the people, and you're going to protect our freedom, or you're going to, you're not going to be in the seat anymore, and we're going to quit playing good old boy system and nice politics, this is our freedom, and we're done with that, and we, we've seen President Trump come in and be a shrewd businessman, and maybe people don't like the way his he says certain things or whatever nothing he says bothers me nothing he has said bothers me i want an alpha male to come in and do the job of the president i don't want a female president i don't want a female vice president i want to see men come in and lead this country the only reason why i got involved is because every time men run for seats in georgia they get right into the good old boy network and the good old boy system and so i know that god was using me and and letting me come in and say hey you're saying you're a Christian, you're using the name of Jesus Christ, then you need to be held to a different standard. You hold yourself to a different standard. And so he was using me there to show them, hey, quit this, stop, this is not right. And and I believe that I, he's not done with me yet. And I believe that I will be in some seat at some point and I will be able to help be that model for these men to shake off. It doesn't matter about money. It doesn't matter about power. It matters about being a servant of the Lord and leading people spiritually like God's called you to do. Uh, people, I have to say right here, she nailed that to the wall. And just to let you know, a little inside baseball information, a few years back when Candace got in and we were talking a lot over the phone and her head almost popped off when she found out that some of these so-called strong leaders, not only in the state of Georgia, but nationally just were part of a good old boy network and that the, uh, a lot of people were in there in name only and really weren't doing the job. And when the pressure came and when the forces that be, whether it's coming from the Republican side, the Democrat side or the Marxist communists, the whoever, community organizers, Antifa Black, like what, whatever it was, she was very, very disappointed in how people were caving and crumbling and it was happening all over the state. Uh, and speaking of that good old boy network, one of the things we saw, oh, when he needed to help, you know, uh, your governor, he's oh, President Trump. And oh, I love Trump. And, you know, and uh, we can name all kind of people. We love Trump. And then uh, look at what they do now. You know, look at all the people stabbing it. You know, you're looking even just going to DeSantis, Nikki Haley. How many people has this man helped that have turned around and shown who they really are and are some of those <clears throat> leaders in your state. 
You know, President Trump endorsed David Perdue in my race. He endorsed the wrong person, and I believe that he didn't know me, and he didn't, you know, he trusted David. He had worked with David before and knew David, but he endorsed the wrong person because I'm loyal to him. David Perdue, you know, caved immediately, considered the race, didn't fight, didn't say anything, and I never turned on President Trump. Even when he didn't endorse me, I still supported him 100%. No. I, still support, yeah. I still support him, and I believe that he's called from the Lord to do this work, and, you know, they said, oh, well, he's old. He's sharp as attack. I don't care if he's 80 years old. It was stolen from us. His presidency the last four terms was stolen from the American people. And I'm just thankful that he's he's willing to do it again and run again. But he and Governor Kent, I'm hoping, will find some kind of common ground to make it through the next two mm -hmm. years and to ensure that the election is fair and legal in Georgia. I hope that that happens. I don't know. There's so much bad, bad blood there. And, and I haven't spoken to either one of them you know, specifically about the situation, but I'm hoping that some kind of reconciliation can happen for Georgia because we can't win the White House without Georgia. And I just want to ensure that it's a fair legal vote. I hear you. And now speaking of the White House and speaking of President Trump, that soap opera going, you know, back before I before I got born again in 1997, I used to watch soap operas and and uh, I had a couple that I would watch and and you know, all kind of sort of stuff is going on there every episode. And this is daytime television. So so you have uh, so they're going to bring Trump down there. And here we go with the witch hunt, the kangaroo court and everything. And this funny Willis and everything. And we're like, what's going on? And now it's supposed to be starring President Trump as the villain, allegedly. And now he's not even he's barely a bit player anymore. This whole thing has turned into, and I think that God just flipped the flipped the script on this, turned this into this big, huge soap opera where now she's the one on trial and her, her boyfriend. What is going on in this whole thing? And are you amazed? And actually on one hand saying, well, about time, some of the real truth is coming to light. Well, you know, we got intercessors praying all over this country and it, we've got a ton in Georgia praying for dark to come to light and for things to be exposed. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing exposure. We're seeing truth come out. You know, they had issues with, with one of the grand jury, then the grand jury foreman that went and she had like a lunatic and went on all these shows and, and talked about, ooh, you would like to see who we indicted and it's a big name and I got to question him and it was just psycho. Like, girl, what is the deal with you? And then from that, it went into this whole affair that, that Fannie Willis, Fannie Willis, whatever that she's having with, you know, one of the people working on the case and everything's been exposed there and they're trying to seal the records. And I think it was yesterday where, you know, well, I know last week on Friday, the Senate, they formed a committee to go and investigate the situation with Fannie Willis. Well, then yesterday or Monday, Fulton County, like their whole system was down where you get records. And so what are they trying to do? Are they trying to hide the records before the, the, the committee can get there and investigate? I mean, who knows? And maybe it's all a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences, but it's just one thing after another every single day that's coming out and it's unraveling and it's going to continue to unravel because it's a witch hunt. And speaking of witches, um, I had this week, I had an anonymous um, ID caller call me and this went on like 40 calls and I have it. It's not ringing on my phone. I have it totally silent. So they think they're aggravating me. I don't even know that call because I turned off my no caller ID calls, but they do go in my, in my voicemail box. And so, and I'm deleting, I'm not listening to them at this point, but they were doing incantations. They were hell Satan, hell Lucifer. They were like hell Taylor Swift, hell Barack Obama. Hail Hillary Clinton, and I thought, poor Taylor Swift, 
bless her heart, you know, she says she's a Christian, but yet she's getting lumped into these people that are so evil. And it's because, you know, she came out against President Trump and said that she didn't want him to win. And, and everybody's trying to use her as a poster child to get Joe Biden elected. And so I love Taylor Swift. My daughter and I have listened to her music since my daughter was very young and kind of grown up with her music, watched my, watch my teenage daughter do that. And so it's so sad to me that, that Taylor's being used as a weapon and weaponized you know, with her music. She's an entertainer. Be an entertainer. Do not lead people the wrong way morally. And so she's even been talking about witchcraft and things at her shows. And it's such a travesty. I hate that so much. But when I was getting those calls this week, I thought, oh my gosh, they're even saying Taylor Swift's name, like they're healing her and they're healing the Lucifer at the same time. It is nuts. And we know how crazy these people are because I was swatted, you know, summer before last and, and weaponized my law enforcement against me all around my house with rifles, ARs pointing at my children's windows and could have killed my family. And so it's very serious. And when you speak the truth and you send it for Jesus, these people are Luciferian. They hate you. They want you dead and they'll do anything to kill you. I hear you. I'm going to ask you to tell people what swatting is in a, in a minute. I believe Laura Loomer down in Florida got swatted recently, and it's a, it's a horrifying experience. But I do want to make a statement about Taylor Swift. Her support of Joe Biden has put her in a position right now. And of course, with her, uh, uh, you know, with her uh, dating uh, 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 Kelsey, uh, right now they're, they're big news that, and their records and, and what she does is going through the roof. And the, the Biden administration now, they're coming because they know she's got, what, 297 million Instagram followers. They're trying to get her endorsement. I don't know you, Taylor Swift. I, all I would say is I would recommend you do what Michael Jordan always did. There's somebody I know that I covered when he played sports, and they asked him, well, why don't you get involved with this, that, and the other thing politically? And I think his statement was something to the effect that, well, Republicans buy Nikes also. And the point is, she's got fans on both sides of the aisle. She should stay out of this if, you know, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to do. But if she doesn't like Trump that much and she wants to get in there, she is going to, uh, no matter what she does, she's going to ostracize a large part of her fan base. So you she know, should Gary, stay out love, of there. We love her. And they're counting on that. We love her. Like people are emotionally connected to her and connected to her music. We watched her grow up from a teenage girl writing her own music to becoming a woman and went through a lot of heartbreak and all of her songs talk about it. And it resonates with people. And so you love her. But I want to say this. I want to make this clear. I do love Taylor Swift and I pray for her and I pray that she's not into witchcraft and she quits allowing these things. But I do not love her more than I love my freedom and the freedom of my children. Yeah, and so go. whenever she makes this strong stance and she chooses to get in politics, if that's what she chooses to do, she's drawn a line in the sand. You know, I'm glad you went there, Candace, because as a mother, I want to ask you this question because you have children. How many children do you have now? I have three. Great. That's what I thought. I never quite understood this. Why is it that people think because somebody can shoot a basketball, throw a football, run faster than anybody else, knock somebody else, act, model, dance, or sing, that their opinion about political issues and religious issues should be taken seriously just off of face value without being looked into? Because people idolize others as a God and, and they don't have 
the right place for the Lord in their life. Because Amen. if you love, if you put God where he's supposed to be and he's in that place, nobody else can be. And so I, I love Taylor Swift as a woman and as a human being. And I think oh, she's gifted from the Lord. And I hate to see the enemy pervert her gifting and use this you know, mantle and title that the Lord's given her for his kingdom. But that's what she chooses to do. Then she's going to draw a line in the sand. And, and I'll still love her and I'll still pray for her. And I hope that she gets it right. But I will not buy her music anymore. I won't go to any more concerts. I won't support her in any way. And I will expose her publicly on my platform every single day until hopefully she gets it right. Okay, I hear you. And this is what I do. I have turned on a lot of people because uh, America, God, family, country, constitution, if you want to go the opposite direction, if you want communism and Marxism, and uh, you want Jesus and God out of here, uh, then you have to go, not me, because this is a Judeo-Christian country. God has blessed this country, and we are not going to let you take it away. Since you talked about your platform, please tell people about your your show which is appropriately and i love the title jesus guns and babies but before you do that please tell people what swatting is because i got an email from you i think on a sunday night and you said i just got swatted i had to actually look it up to find out what it was and then i got angry as you know i think i wrote you back said you want me to come down there with some muscle <laughs> you know, or something. that was a joke but uh you know please tell people what swatting is because it, and people, you have to just listen and understand this. This isn't fun and games like when Roger Stone is walking out with his hands up with a big smile and they still have guns on him. And, and some oops accidentally. Oh, it just went off. It's a scary proposition. Yeah. So what it basically is, is someone makes a fake call and to 911 and the police respond as such. And the reason why I actually came out of it alive, I think, is because I've been on the phone with my friend Stu Peters. I'm on my shows on his network and I've been on the phone with him when he was actually swatted. And so my husband and I were actually talking to Stu one night and he's like, there are police all around my house. He could see them on his cameras. And he said, hold on, I'll call you right back. So he called 911 and told them, why are y'all around my house? Had he not modeled that for me, I wouldn't have known to do that. And so whenever I got out of the shower that night and my, my 18 year old was in the bed, and he was like, Mama, there's somebody outside. There's people all around our house. And I walked, was, I don't know, he was 17. It was right before his senior year in high school. And anyway, so I walked out. I, I said, what's going on? So we looked at the cameras and there were law enforcement just all around the house. And I, my first thought was, is like, are they coming to like try to arrest me? Like, what's going on? Like, what have I done? Have I posted something with my freedom of speech on my First Amendment and they've like taken it wrong? I don't know. You just don't know what the country we're in right now. It's like crazy that America, you would have these thoughts. And so I actually, um, I called 911 and I said, what's going on? They said, well, you made a call. And I said, no, ma'am, I haven't made a call. And she said, yeah, you did. You made a call. You had shot your husband and you were going to shoot yourself and your kids are at your house. I said, my husband's right here. And so, you know, Ryan was right here. I'm, I'm right here. I was in the bed asleep. No, my wife was getting out of the shower. We are definitely alive. Nobody has shot anyone. And I said, you're swatting me right now. And she's like, what is that? And I said, it's where you make <laughs> call and you respond with law enforcement with guns drawn on my property. And I said, there's a gun in my pointing in my daughter's window. So anyway, this went on. And it, but after it was over, we pulled the footage and looked back. And the scary thing is, I, my house is around 100 years old. And so it's very well insulated, brick house. And I can't hear 
you know, what's going on outside. And they were screaming and saying all kind of things on the audio when we pulled the videos. But one video, one of the cameras, it shows the one of the state patrols with his gun with a red dot on my daughter's chest. She had gotten up to go to the window to look out because she saw blue lights. Mm. And she was asleep. And so when she looked out the window, they put a red dot on her chest. They said, get away from the window. They thought it was me because she looks very much like me. And people call us twins all the time on social media. If I ever post a picture, they're like, you're twins. And so they had a, a red dot on her chest. And she stepped away from the window and came back to the window because she was kind of disoriented. She'd just woken up. So twice. And so when she came back that second time, what if they thought, hey, that's that's her. That's Candace. And I'm going to shoot her because she's came back to the window. So my daughter never knew they had the red dot on her. She didn't know what was going on. She just saw the saw the law enforcement outside and the blue lights. But they could have killed my family. And had I walked out that front door, they could have shot me, thinking, oh, what well, it looked like you had a gun. or oh, And that's what the SWATter wants. When they call the SWAT in, the caller wants you to respond, bring your gun outside to protect your home, or them to think you have a gun and then kill you. And there have been people killed from being swatted, typically this started with gamings, gamer, gamers. They would get mad at each other, they'd have each other's address, and they would lose money on these games, and they would call in a fake call so the, so the police would come to the house and scare and, and embarrass and intimidate the person that just, you know, beat them on their game. And so that's how this started, and then it started being weaponized on political figures. And it was very bad, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted, different people's been swatted but they haven't had the response that i had so they they knew who they were so even though they had a swat and call call in the police didn't respond with guns out barrel you know barrels in people's faces like they did at my house so it was a different situation it was very very traumatic and i did not walk outside the front door i refused i told them to go get a warrant actually i said you know go get a warrant you know it's midnight i'm sure the judge will sign one for you if you need to come in my home and they you know, just kept on with me we have to come and check the home out we have to come inside so i finally let them come inside but i would not walk outside because i didn't feel safe that's sad and and but it shows you know these things these things that don't kill us make and if somebody was trying to intimidate you to get out of politics, didn't work. It didn't work. Well, uh, Candace, Gary, please this, uh, go, ahead. This, go ahead. This week, whenever the call started again, and that had not been happening for over a year, I did call my sheriff and I said, listen, I'm getting some really weird calls this week and they're threatening. And he said he was going to call dispatch and let them know if a call came in to call him immediately. And so I do like I love my law enforcement and they it was a learning experience for all of us. And so now, you know, we do communicate more and I kind of give them a heads up of what's going on just so they're, they're aware. So if it happens again, they're not so knee jerked like they were the first time for, to react. I hear you. Well, tell us about the show, Jesus, Guns and Babies. Uh, you had me on once a couple times, uh, uh, I think a year ago. Thank you very much for that. I really enjoyed uh, hanging out with you on your in your venue. But tell people what the show's about, the type of high profile guests you bring on. Yeah, you should need to come back on, Gary. We need to get you back on. We, we yeah, have, I, you know, you know the Michael Jackson thing. I always tell you, whatever you want me, I'll be there. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, yesterday I interviewed um, the lady that's over Georgia Right for Life. You know, it's Jesus, guns, and babies. I feel like it's the cornerstone of, of conservative values and of America, really, and what we stand for. And so we talked about babies yesterday and saving lives and, and stopping murder. And it was it was a really good show. I interviewed at a wellness company before that, and we were talking about alternatives to our current debacle of a healthcare system and how we can, you know, stay healthy and, and fight off the man-made viruses and, and things like that. I, I've interviewed um, Hercules. Yeah, he was awesome. Really he was awesome. So we've had we've had some pretty big guests on, um, and we've and some people that are just normal people that just you know went through breast cancer, just different things. And so basically, I'm doing this show trying to bring truth, right? News that's true, but things that's practical that can help people, and 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 then educate too on what's going on in the world that's people don't talk about because fake news wants to brainwash us, right? So I just do it once a week. They've asked me to go to more. I just don't really have time because I work still full-time in education. And I'm a mom of three and I'm, you know, helping with the GOP. And so it's, it's a lot. I do a lot of volunteer work. Candace, uh, what, what do you want to tell the people? What do the people need to do? Uh, how important is this 2024 election and what can people do to get involved? Because I think people are waking up and realize they just can't sit back anymore and be silent well do what i'm doing get involved pray first of all and i don't say that just oh we got to pray no really pray take authority take dominion read genesis on what it says about your dominion and authority that you have in, in jesus christ and you take the authority over your area run for office if you're willing if you're not willing help someone else whether it's locally state or at the federal level we have to replace people who don't represent us and make sure that you tell your church wherever you go to church to vote because half of christians aren't even registered to vote and only 30 percent of those vote so we have to turn out the church to vote we have to quit being complacent and lackadaisical and apathetic we have to get involved we're going to lose our country if we don't win in 2024 america will never recover it's going to be hard enough now to elect president Trump and to come back from this, if he does not go back in, we literally will never have America the way we've had it. And it's really a travesty for our children and our future grandchildren or your grandchildren, maybe you have grandchildren now. It's a travesty that we were so selfish and so consumed with Americanized mindset that we just let people that we elected to do whatever they wanted to do and not represent us and throw our country away and so this is it we have to be involved we have to work we have to if you you know it's twenty dollars is would be a cheap fast food meal give twenty dollars to a campaign help someone give them your time you can't your time is irreplaceable it's, you can't put value on that make calls and letters post on social media if you don't have social media and you hate social media right hand written letters everybody can do something everybody can do their part but i would tell you to get involved that's the number one thing organize yourselves go to your republican meeting that you have in town if you don't have a republican meeting start a meeting that's just of like-minded people in your neighborhood and your community we have to organize ourselves and we have to take back our country uh very well stated i want to throw one caveat on the in there that i think is so important Please tell me if you agree with me. There was a time we thought it was Republican versus Democrat. Then there was a time we thought it was constitutional versus communist. Unfortunately, right now, what Donald Trump has proven, and when I say unfortunately, it's a blessing from God because this is what saved our country. Donald Trump has proven the battle right now is America first, America exceptionalism, America as the Constitution 
that was birthed under Judeo-Christian values and what it stands for against globalism. Because the globalists right now are not uh, one entity. They're Republican globalists, they're Democratic globalists, they're Christian globalists, so they say, but they really wouldn't be a Christian if they're globalists, but they're also atheist globalists. The bottom line now, it seems like it's globalists against America first, which is putting people on both sides of the aisle against President Trump. Would you agree? 100%, I agree with that. But the majority of people are like us. It's just these people that are globalists are very wealthy and they have already have a lot of power and influence and then their, their voices are louder and the media parrots them and the media brainwashes people for them. But when you look at the number, it's like less than one to everybody else. So you're exactly right though, Gary. It's the globalist mindset that's trying to take over our nation and anybody who is doing that needs to go. You are definitely right. And before you go and before you tell people how to contact you and anything you'd like to promote, I call you Candace and because I just love that name and I love the way it's spelled. Yours is K-A-N-D-I-S-S, Candice. Mm-hmm. Love that name. But there's a doctor to it. Dr. Candace mm-hmm. Taylor, please tell people why you're a doctor and then tell people where they can find you and anything you'd like to promote. Well, I have a PhD in counseling. So I'm a counselor. I've been a counselor most of my career. And so I went to Pratt Robertson University to get my PhD in counseling. But I have a master's in specialist in school counseling and undergrad in early childhood education. So I'm way overeducated, way more than what I intended to do when I started out. But I think that the counseling degree definitely helps me with relationship. I'm a very relational person. So I'm thankful that I have that. And I'm also a good read on people. So I can usually tell if you're full of crap which is uh, most of the people in politics. So it has served me well. So, but yeah, y'all can find me at um, at Candace Taylor, K-A-N-D-I-S-S Taylor on all the media, all the networks. I'm on every platform and it's CandaceTaylor.com. And I would love to connect with you and y'all follow me and we will save our country together. And tell them where they can, uh, where they can watch Jesus Guns and Babies. Yeah, that's Stu Peters Network. And on Rumble, he has it on his website, stupetersnetwork.com, stupeters.com, I think, actually. And he's in about four and a half million households across the country. So y'all can find me there. And I will, and I post it, I share it on all my, net, on all my platforms too. So either go there or go to my platform, and you can find me. I'm on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, Candace, I, I thank you for coming back. Uh, and as I'd like to say, you know, God bless you. God bless your family. Uh, keep up the good fight and please don't let them grind you down. And as long as you stay, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the mighty, under, of the almighty. Stay under God's protection. Now, don't be trying to walk out there outside of that lane because you know what's out there. I do. Thank you so much, Gary. I love you. I'll see you soon. I love you too. God bless. There you have it. Dr. Candace Taylor. I want to thank Dr. Candace Taylor for coming back on the show and filling in some of the blanks in regard to the puzzling aspects of the political spectrum. There's a lot of things that just aren't like they seem people on the uh, face of it. And the thing is, these are things we're going to have to deal with. So Candace, Thank you for giving us a point of view from the outside in. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. 
the video of the podcast. You can find it at RadioInfluence.com, YouTube, and Rumble. And if you go to YouTube, please subscribe. Give us some comments and like click so more people can find the show and that you know we can just interact with each other because I do like to talk to the people and find out how we're doing and what are the things that you are interested in hearing about on the political spectrum. There's also an archive to the podcast uh, that has all the guests that have been on this show, and there have been more than 150 high-profile. Christina Bob, Monica Crowley, Peter Navarro, Dick Morris, Diamond and Silk, Ben Carson, Naomi Wolf, Tom Holman, Judge Janine Pirro, Will Witt, just to name a few, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. We could go on and on. So there's some great audio podcasts. Hope you'll go back and listen to what they had to say because a lot of what they had to say then is still relevant now. So that's a wrap for now, folks. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.